everybody and welcome to episode 143 of Art Juice. This is honest, generous and humorous conversations to feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me, Louise Fletcher and me, Alice Sheridan. And this week, our topic is we're getting into November now. And so Christmas is on the horizon. And we thought we'd talk about things that we might be able to ask for for Christmas, helping you prepare your Christmas list, or maybe things that you want, maybe want to buy another artist in your life for Christmas. But before we get onto that, tell us about your week, Alice. It's been a good week, actually. It's been quite fun. I have been working more on the big ones. Um, They are a delightful challenge in themselves, but it's funny. One has been a challenge and then one that's large and when I when I say big ones I think it's about 47 inches um one just sort of arrived easily and I've got the two of them side by side and I'm looking at them and the one that arrived easily feels a little bit simple and straightforward like it feels like it hasn't gone on the same journey and I'm still struggling with this question of is it enough and yet I'm looking at it and thinking but I love it it's perfect I don't want to touch it so I've got to live with that and then next to it I've got this one that I've struggled over and I you know it's gone through round the houses and there's so much in it but it still doesn't quite feel right and I want to take some of that immediacy of the other one back into that one which I hope is just going to finish it off perfectly fingers crossed haven't quite got to that stage yet but it's been it's been really good fun I've 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 just been enjoying it and every time I get to that stage where you feel stuck like oh but I like this and I might spoil it I just keep saying telling myself look you know you always any regrets that I have it's things it's not I never regret things I've done I only ever regret things I didn't done so what have you got to lose just do the thing anyway and I'll check yeah. a bit more on kind of haphazardly and then like I said last time what feel what felt brave before kind of feels normal now so it, it's quite exciting I'm, I'm enjoying it and then I went from that into finishing these some of these tiny little ones that you can yeah. see, see behind me and um, so the scale switching from 47 inches down to six inches was quite <laughs> challenging yeah yeah and I I find smaller ones harder they I in a way they really are I think you spend a disproportionate amount of time on smaller ones or I do I think it's because you look at them so closely it kind of feels like everything every little part about them has to feel just right without getting obsessed about them so you've really got to have that balance of being loose with them and um yeah, I was working on them and then I did some of it live on Instagram. So it's on my IGTV if you want to hear an hour of chit chat while I just work through. But of course, once I finished, I carried on doing more. But yeah, they're fun. I'm enjoying them. So it's good. I yeah, know, I've had, I've had a fun week, actually. I've had a, a week with more painting in it, which yeah. going back to what we were talking about last week, makes it a better week as soon as I've got my painting in it it feels much much better and what's really exciting is and I'll talk about in what's inspired how this came about but this morning everything kind of gelled into place about the different things I'm doing so I've had these kind of grungy graffiti-ish intuitive type things going on and these collage backgrounds and then I've got these abstract landscapes and how does it all fit together? And then in one painting, it started to all come together. Mm. Just like you said it would, just like I thought it would. But but it started to come together in the sense I was combining all three things into one painting. Then this morning, it kind of crystallized for me why I'm doing it and what it all means. And so I just sat there and wrote a paragraph quickly, um, handwritten notes about what it what it how it all ties together and what it means and I was sitting by myself in the kitchen in the dark because I didn't even have time to put the lights on I had to run in and start writing as quick as I could and I just was like yes yes I know I've got it now and that and the little paragraph that I've written is going to guide me now to make some new ones which are going to be I'm going to push this these ideas even further so I just feel 
again, once you have some time to create, then exciting things start happening. While you're thinking about it, you can't solve it. No. You have to be doing it. Yeah. And that's when it all falls into place. So the only slight problem, it's not a problem, but I have two big ones on the go. And the one where all this is happening is exciting. And the one next to it, I'm like, oh, now you're just really boring. I'm going to have to grunge you up because it's not it's you can look at them both and you can see which one exactly. has life and energy and which one doesn't. Isn't that interesting? So last week you said we were often at different stages We've both got the same thing now where we've got two side by side. Yes. Working in different ways. And I just think you can feel it so much. And you it's just this thing of you just got to be prepared to ride through all the bits where you you're not certain, haven't you? But that one that you're saying where you feel, oh, is it enough? But it came together really easily. I had one like that and I had it on the living room wall for a while. And I decided, no, it came together in like two hours. It's not enough. And it's too raw and basic and messy. It needs tidying up. So, of course, I killed it. And then I turned it into something else, which is now I quite like. But it's still not that first thing. Yeah. And it's a big, that was a big lesson to me because I always say to people, you haven't ruined it. You just haven't gone on long enough. But in that instance, yeah, I think that was it was fine. Like it was raw and loose and not very many layers. I should have left it. Yeah, I think I am going to leave it. It's interesting when I look back at how it was sort of a week ago and I haven't done huge changes on it, but I've taken it from like very simplistic to there's more nuance in it now, just with some extra addition. So I think really now is the time to step away from it, take it off the wall, start others and then get others going and then I think once I can see it in context with others then I'll know if it's got something missing from it or not but yeah you know it's just just endless isn't it endless endless that's the the exciting thing isn't it it's like and to think that what I love is like this morning to think that these discoveries we make they don't stop there's just more and more and more and more Mm. so um so you just you, you just keep going through the grungy bits and the times when it feels like wading through mud because you know there's going to be more little exciting discoveries and we won't ever get to the end. Mm. And we had lot. Well, I had a lot of comments about last week's and about you know the boring tedium of wrapping and thank you for <laughs> recognizing that that's all part of it too. So yeah. yeah. It was it was nice to hear from from some of you. Actually, last week I thought at the time when we finished, I thought, oh, that was a really boring conversation. And then, then I, I listened to it. Yeah, I listened to it on the edit because I kind of cringing, and I thought, oh, okay, it wasn't so bad. So it's nice when I hear that it lands with some people. So that's nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm getting everything also ready for. Manchester Art Fair which will be next weekend or it'll be the weekend that this comes out so it's 19th to the 21st of November and then after that I'm going to do uh, what I'm just calling a quiet open for the Connected Artists Club. I know that there are some of you out there who have been waiting for a while so this is going to go out to anybody who is on the invitation or the wait list for that anyway so if you're interested in finding out more um and there will be a little short window to join you can find the details about that at alicesheridan.com slash artists if you have a look in the menu the bit that says for artists um, add your name there and then I will send you by email towards the end of the month So our main topic, um, Alice suggested this topic, so I'm going to let her begin things, is really just thinking about preparing for Christmas. And tell us what you were thinking about, Alice. Okay, I'm not thinking about preparing for Christmas as in selling. I'm thinking of preparing for Christmas. And I'll tell you what prompted this was I had to go into Robert Dias. Right, Robert Dias is, how would you describe that for people who live in the States? It's a bit like, is it a bit like... I don't know what it is. Do you not have it up there? No, what is it? Oh, it's a chain of shops that's sort of basic homework, homewares. So it's almost like 
probably Woolworths would have been. So you can buy um, kitchen drainers, kettles, toasters, bin bags, alarm clocks, uh, basic gardening stuff. Christmas. Okay, life. it's Bed Bath and Beyond in America. Okay, by the sounds of it. <laughs> I don't know what uh, Canadian Tire in Canada. Okay, and I don't know anywhere else. <laughs> so that kind of basic shop, but it also has, like I say, Christmas lights and a whole load of pointless crap like shitty plastic presents for Christmas. Now, I really hope that everybody is listening is beyond that stage. But honestly, why at Christmas do people buy and give each other pointless shit? <laughs> so that's what this episode desperate. is about. It's a desperate sense of I have no idea what to give them and I don't value them enough to spend very much money. So I'll give them this plastic thing. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we've always had a policy kind of with our, and, and, you know, when the children were small, I suppose we did do it a little bit. Um, but we've always had a little bit of a policy of, you know, I'm not buying you pointless presents just because it's Christmas. If there's something you want and you want it in February, you're not going to get a very big Christmas. If there's nothing you want for Christmas, you're not going to get a Christmas present. <laughs> that sounds a bit harsh it's not quite like that but you know I just hate this wastefulness around presents and I would always much rather make sure that people are getting what they want or they they need um and we're honestly we're not massive present givers so my thing for the last good number of years when people say to me what do you want sometimes they are really boring things which I know is not very exciting to give but I hope that when people realise that what that means is they're actually giving you something you really want, even if they don't think it's that thrilling. At least I, I love those presents. I, I was given a, a little screwdriver, one of those automatic screwdriver things with little drill bits. Right. For my framing. I love that present. Yeah. It's like that's exactly what I need. Yeah. So I think when we're younger, maybe we want more more glamorous presents but as you get more older and more practical maybe I just thought oh what what a thoughtful gift because that is something that I needed exactly exactly and I think um you know sometimes you know we do want luxury or glamorous things like my daughter's asked for perfume but so we're gonna have to go because I can't choose it for her we've got to go on a trip and find perfume that she likes and hopefully that will stop her stealing mine (laughs) (laughs) so I thought we would divide so some of these are stocking filler ideas um, but just some different areas to think about so that you know maybe you can be a little bit proactive or for the people in your life when they say you know what would you like for Christmas or you can wave website links or things under their nose and be a little bit proactive and actually get something that's really gonna make you as an artist have a cracking next year so Things that I've asked for in the past, practical studio things, small things that you can give people links to really easily. So the first thing I've got on the list is brushes, which is a little bit tricky if you're that generic. Have you ever asked for brushes because you could get all sorts of the wrong ones? Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't. My honestly, I'm rubbish at this because my answer is I don't know when people say, what do you want for Christmas? So I'm the target audience for this podcast because you're giving me ideas. I never think of what to ask for. So brushes, I usually just get my own and I wouldn't think to ask someone else. But you're right. If you're going to ask someone else, you're going to need to send them the exact link to what you want. Otherwise, you're going to get like I can imagine like my best friend might buy me a little pack of tiny little delicate brushes that he's found on Amazon when I would never use those. No, no. And then that falls into the, this is wasteful, pointless stuff. Whereas actually what it might be that you've had a hankering to work larger and therefore, you know, you really need some good big brushes. And if the point of, you know, if somebody gives you two of those, you've got no excuses anymore, have you? I've got a slight, I'm going off at a tangent. We've only just started, but that reminded me, and he doesn't listen to this podcast, but my my closest friend, he's a beggar for buying rubbish, tat, little bits, <laughs> and giving you loads and loads of presents in a big bag. Yeah. And then you open them and go, I'll never use any of this. So he would be a prime candidate to send links to and say, instead of all those little 
little how to cook a boiled egg in a pan things that you give me, which I'll never use. Um, here's a link to a couple of things I would really like. But how, how do you do that without being really rude? <laughs> and saying I don't know. I, th- I think it does depend on your relationship a bit, doesn't it? And some of that is presumably that's his excitement around Christmas. That's how he gets excited. Yes, he about. loves to give lots and lots of little presents. Mm. But they are, as you said, wasteful because I'm not going to use them. Some of them go right in the bin. And, you know, not only from a planet waste point of view, from a financial point of view, if you add up all of those little bits, you could actually get something really nice for that. I know. So I think I might, maybe the way I could word this tip for anybody who's in this situation is to say, there's something I really want for Christmas. And I know you normally buy me all those lovely little surprises, but could I just have this this year? Because this is the, this brush is the brush that I'm craving and I haven't treated myself to knowing I can add up the cost of generally what you would put in that bag. Yeah. And, and so by saying it's something I really, really want and I'd be excited to get it probably would still satisfy his desire to do something exciting for Christmas. So, yeah. So uh, brushes is actually a really good idea because it's something that I always want more of. Yeah. And I'm always excited to try new ones. So I think if it were, I think what I would do then is ask for brushes that are something a bit different, something I wouldn't buy for myself, but maybe mm-hmm. I'd like to try. Mm-hmm. I think that would be what I'd do for brushes. I think what I like about this is is partly it's a springboard for feeling what what do you need or what would help you to take your art through to the next level? And I think so much of it um sometimes is the situation that we create for ourselves and the limits that we put and some of those limits are I don't feel like I've got enough materials whereas actually you know if somebody bought you three large tubs of paint so you felt like you had to use it before it kind of went off or something that might really help push your art into a next you know the next way that you use your materials and you know, that's where I think this can actually be really quite exciting. But the good thing that's about art good... materials is that they're all, you know, big brushes might be more expensive, but there are also things that are small. It's like, you know, when the kids were little, you know, they've always had pocket money and we've always done presents out of their pocket money that they have to think of and choose. So we have to think like really like my mum my would ask for gonna make us sound like we have such a Scrooge Christmas my <laughs> mum would like ask for like I need a new biro and I'd like a rubber please like, <laughs> from the kids and then they'd do that and then they'd make things you know then they'd make things they'd make like chocolate truffles or something to give her too but the thing that they bought with her pocket money their pocket money had to be something that they could they could afford <laughs> And she, she, but she's like you with your screwdriver. She's like, I've got things that I need, but actually, I, yes. re- you know, I lost the rubber that I like, and the one that I like is this one from Smiths, and it's in this packet. <laughs> and she's happy. I think actually, you just gave me an idea when you said about paint colors. Um, I think we talked about this once before, maybe on the podcast. But a nice idea would be to say to someone, "Can you pick me three colors mm. of this brand of paint?" Mm. small tubes don't don't ask for anything expensive just pick me or pick me one color of golden pick pick me something and then I have to use it because again it can jump start something new for you yeah we did a paint exchange when connected artists was just starting and we didn't have very many people we did a paint exchange where we all passed on a tube of paint and it was lovely because you did get a color of something in the post that you wouldn't you wouldn't have chosen for yourself so yeah that's a nice way to bring an element of surprise into it um I think also you know because this just reminds me I just discovered I've been tidying up my studio because of my new cupboard and putting things away and I found for some reason over the years I've bought multiple little bottles of flow improver which were all unopened um, so I tried some the other day. Oh my goodness, what a revelation! Oh, the I drips I could get. Um, so something like that, asking someone for a different medium, mm-hmm. just something that you don't normally use, would also be interesting. Like I've never tried glazing medium, so maybe someone could get me that, and then I could see how that worked. Yeah. Or I would actually, I could ask people for, could you go through all the papers and stuff in your house and give me a package of stuff for collage? 
like that would actually be a present I would love like old letters that you don't want old bills invoices anything stick it all in a box and give me that for Christmas that would make me happy the the thing with that is anybody who's an who's an artist who does collage is just thinking oh yeah I saw a post on Instagram yesterday I can't think who it was I'm sorry but they said I've just started doing collage and now I've hit a problem which is that my entire studio is now covered in paper and bits of paper that I've made created saved and someone else said welcome to the art of collage this is your life from now on you will be drowning and spending your time looking for that precise piece of paper that you remember you saw yesterday that had a blue circle on it and it's so true so you know that's going to be the kind of thing that anybody who's artistically inclined is going to go oh yeah everyone else is going to go what I know but I mean I asked once for people to send me packages of stuff when I was first starting collage and I got so much great stuff especially my favorites were the pieces other people bits of ripped up paintings um you know of their stuff or bits of old palette papers and things but they weren't my colors or my shapes so Mm -hmm. it was really exciting and I've actually worked my way through a, a good a good amount of that stuff uh, so yeah, that's that's a, a would be a really good idea, especially for someone who doesn't have a lot of money. Or yeah. your kids could have done that with their pocket money. There they could go. have just gone around the house looking for bits of paper. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I've got on the list that's a really nice, easy thing if people do want to give you a gift that feels like a gift is a really having a really good painting apron. I think is a nice thing. I started off using my husband's old shirts and I just I don't know I always felt a bit kind of bedraggled in them whereas when I got my nice and the one that I have is there are lots available the one that I have is from Jackson's because that's where I buy most of my stuff and it's a really nice wraparound one it's got big deep pockets it's thick um so you know where you don't get paint down the side of your jeans so if you if you're somebody who doesn't have your clothes already all covered in paint having an apron is enough and that is a kind of gifty thing and sometimes it's now a little bit paint encrusted possibly could do with a new one so that's something that would be a nice gifty thing if somebody really does actually want to buy you something that feels a little bit more like a present yeah okay the next things are things to do things which help you and almost give you the gift of time so this is more like what you can ask for perhaps from your other half help in creating space for yourself at home and what I mean by that is for example I might say to my husband I don't want anything for Christmas but one Saturday can you help me build a paint trolley Mm. or I don't want anything for Christmas but actually I would love to have an electrician come in and fit daylight bulbs Again, not very exciting, but quite important. And that's yeah. going to be something that's going to carry on helping you throughout the whole year that you don't just open once on Christmas Day and you're done with it. So I think anything to do with help making space. So that could be help clearing out. A, maybe it's help clearing out a corner of your garage so that you can paint. Or maybe it is um, helping you list the spare bed that nobody ever uses so you can use that room or just thinking about the space that you've got within your home in different ways. And I know that's where so many people start, but what is it on that line in your practical space that you could ask for help with? That's That's a great idea. And it reminded me that it's a different slant on time, but the other thing I've asked for actually in the past for my birthday usually is time well this is funny I asked for time to go shopping in the art supply shop in the large art supply shop in Manchester so I go in and I spend like a few hours and I buy whatever I want but I'm allowed to just wander and look at everything and Phil just has to wait for me but it reminded me of my stepdad who asks for he asks for time to go walk around Merritt and Friars which is like um, a hardware store a bit like B&Q but privately owned yeah so it's a real higgledy-piggledy there's stuff everywhere and he gets my mum to let him spend as much time as he wants on his birthday walking around Merritt and Friars 
So that's another slant on time as well is can your other half or someone take you somewhere that you really want to go and they have to do it with you and they have to give you the time you need. So maybe it's going around an art gallery with you or going around something else that you really want to do. If you don't want to, some people don't like to just go and do that on their own. They want someone to go with them. Here's another one along that that you that makes me think about taking somebody with you. What about and maybe this is one for um, think who in your family could do this. Maybe somebody could spend some time with you in your studio or out and about taking photographs of you. Mm. Because we, we've, we spoke about this a fair amount in Time to Shine. It's a really important part. If you people love it, doesn't matter whether even whether you've got a website or you're showing your work on social media, people love seeing you at work. But you can do it with a timer, but it's much easier if you've got somebody there helping you. But what usually happens, certainly with my other half with photographs, is I don't I wouldn't ask him in the studio, but I could ask my daughter, can you come with me for the day and or even just an hour and take photographs? Because what often happens with husbands maybe is they they take one and they're like there I've done it it's like no I need you to take like a (laughs) hundred I need you to take while I'm working try different angles um you know when I'm working over here and over here and show me occasionally and then we can kind of do it together so it becomes it becomes a little bit of a like a photo shoot without a pro but obviously you might need somebody who is going to enjoy that you don't want to you don't want to pick somebody for that who's going to make you feel like a loon because you feel already enough of a loon when people are taking photos of you but I think that could be a good one with somebody a bit younger maybe yeah good idea and it just gave me two ideas which I've written in the notes now that I didn't have when we started which is business gifts if you're not comfortable with that someone could buy you a session with a photographer Mm. for example you could ask for that Mm-hmm. Um, or someone could buy you a new website package from a web designer. You could say, I don't want anything for Christmas, but can you pay for me to hire a website designer or whatever it is that you need or a graphic designer to do some branding graphics for me? Or I hadn't actually thought of that before as a Christmas gift, but it would be, and it's, and it's a, along the lines of materials, it's something that might catapult you into doing something that you've been putting off if somebody gives you the gift of having the photographer come then you might actually get around to booking it yeah and I was thinking even it doesn't have to be as far as paying the web designer I know that I talk to some people and they're like oh well I've got I've got this website but I don't want to pay for the next level up I don't want to pay for the e-commerce version or I don't want to pay for the hosting you know whatever it is what is it that you've got at the moment that you just think oh it would be really nice if somebody else would could cover that maybe they could you know for the next yeah. year that would be a really nice thing yeah subscription is a great idea mm-hmm. subscription to anything like that that you've been subscription to alice's connected artists or louise's art tribe might be a really nice gift yeah <laughs> but or, you know those kind of communities online you yeah. might want a subscription to yeah i have had before subscriptions to galleries for shows yeah the annual so annual membership of that kind of thing yeah the memberships that get you mm-hmm. early access to tickets and things might be nice if you live in an area where yeah. you're, that's accessible yep hmm we're doing well here we're coming up with all sorts right next up then is books and of course you can go way back I went back to find this I can't believe it's this long ago episode 38 wow that doesn't seem like that long ago that we I did know. <laughs> episode 38 we did a recommendation of books for artists which was artist books and sort of life forward thinking books and there's a pdf that you can download so it's all done and printed off for you but is there anything new i've got two new ones that i kind of would like to add in to that one is a book called why your five-year-old could not have done that modern art Mm. explained (laughs) by susie hodge it's a little bit um it sounds like it's going to be almost one of those pick up really easy almost a book like you know like the Austin Kleon books steal like an artist 
uh, mm-hmm. show your work, which are kind of quite colourful and inspiring. This is a little bit heavier. Look. I have to put a picture in the show notes, yeah. now, won't I? So it's got particular artworks um, and it gives you a little bit of the history and the background to them. It's not a big book. It's a paperback size, but it's quite weighty. Um, and it explains what the artist was doing in each picture. So it's a, it is a nice dip in and dip out on. But I think that it could be quite a nice book to... Uh, help you maybe change your thinking about things so that's 9.95 so that's a nice uh, little affordable one and the other one that I'm enjoying at the moment is this Christopher Neve N-E-V-E Unquiet Landscape Places and Ideas in 20th Century British Painting I think I mentioned this before but I just thought this is relevant to here so this is a paperback it does have images in two so if you're interested in bridging that gap between landscape and abstract, that's a really nice one to dip into. And then, of course, there's yours. Then, of course, there's mine. And I just wanted to mention to people, I know lots of people couldn't get my book because it was a limited print run and book depository took orders they didn't have access to and then had to refund everybody. Um, so that was annoying. But the publisher is reprinting the book. Book depository is now taking pre-orders again. Um, as is my publisher, you can buy the book through the publisher on my website at louisefletcherart.com, but you can also just go to Book Depository and if you're outside the UK, because Amazon UK still has it, but nowhere the rest of the world does, and you can pre-order it and it should be in around November 30th. So even with the international shipping problems, it should get there before Christmas yeah. if you order it if you pre-order but again it's a limited print run the second time around because when you make a big coffee table book they can't just print endless copies so we've tried to estimate demand as best we can but if you want one I would pre-order it now from book depository so I just wanted to mention that good good and of course any other big chunky book we all know that those big chunky beautiful art books um can be expensive if there's one you've got your eye on for a long time fabulous fabulous christmas present i think um really really nice little extra thing to have yeah i always get i always ask for big art books and then they sit there and eventually sometime during the year i open them but if they've got really dense tiny small print i tend not to read them so but i do like having them so I'll just look at the images and get inspired and then put it back on the shelf. And maybe I've got one called from, oh, I can't remember what it's called. No, forget that. <laughs> I've got one about contemporary painting and it's called From Pollock to Something. Yeah. And it's a giant book. And every time I open it and start reading, I'm just like, okay. Uh, that's no good. It's really academic and it's very dense in the way it's written. And I, I have this optimistic idea that one day I'll make it through the first chapter and understand it. But anyway, this is my weaknesses. I ask for these big books, which actually I can't wave my way through. No, you want something that's going to make you feel good, don't you? It's it's interesting. When I did that uh, live painting on Instagram yesterday, I woke up this morning and there are a number of comments and YouTube does this as well, I think. Um, I think you have to be careful that you don't just get sucked into the trap of just watching or just looking and not doing um but I think there are things that when we see them we go oh oh now I want to go and paint and do that that's what I want to go and do so those I guess those are the kind of books that I'm thinking about what is really going to get your juices going um get one of those all right and then we get on to things then that perhaps are a little bit more luxurious. So a little bit, right, is luxurious the right word here? Because we've put in this category courses and things. You see, I'm going to go so far to say that a course is not a luxury. It's it's an essential. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think doing new things that inspire your art is really important but this was one thing that I had one year and it was when you know the children were a bit younger so actually me going away for a week 
was quite a big deal. My husband was working full time. So to go away and leave everything that needed doing with the kids at school was quite a big ask. So that was my Christmas present ask was, you know, the course and the time to go and do it. Um, but of course, yeah, now I think rather was... than luxury is probably not the right word. It's more mm. um, I was thinking it's more expensive than the mm. things we've been talking about. So mm. it's a higher end gift, really, than uh, usually a course yeah. and a hotel or whatever to stay away or an online course is usually a bigger, bigger cost than a book. Yeah. But um, a lovely thing if we're in the position to ask for something like that. I agree, especially the chance to get away if you're busy and got a lot of responsibilities at home, the chance to go away and do something for yourself is lovely. So this is a gift from your best beloved, nearest and dearest, or a gift from you to you. Yes. Yeah. Which is often, sounds. does that sound bad saying that at Christmas? No, I no, I don't think so. I think many of us are in the position of having to give ourselves gifts because we don't get what we want from other people. <laughs> so why not just decide what you want and give it to yourself and take the pressure off other people to satisfy all of your needs and know exactly what you want? Yeah, yeah. All right, then. So coming under that category too, then would, of course, also be done art itself. <laughs> Yeah, which I got last year. I asked for, well, I just went and got because this was typical. I asked for a painting by a particular artist who I knew was releasing a series of new paintings. And my husband has got many strengths, but gifts are not one of them. He'd probably be better off in your family by the sounds of it. So <laughs> I said, um, yeah, I'd really like one of these paintings and they're coming out on this day and I sent him the link. And then he didn't mention it. So I thought, oh, good, he's picked the one I wanted because I sent him the right painting. And then a few weeks later, he went, oh, by the way, that painting wasn't available. It had already sold. And I was like, why didn't you tell me that day so I could have picked a different one? He said, well, just choose a different one now. I said, they'll all be gone now because when she releases paintings, they all go, which they had. So I said, right. I'm taking this on by myself. I'm buying myself a painting. So I went and found myself something from somebody else that I really wanted. And I bought myself that. And then when it arrived, I just saved it for Christmas and opened it on Christmas morning. And I was very happy with that. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's possibly a little bit harder to tally in with Christmas. But I think what you can do is, you know, you can. It's almost like gifting the idea of it, isn't it? This is what I would like. It's harder to tally in that they might not have something you want at the time. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, right. And there's always so many paintings that I, so many people I want to buy from that there's a chance I will be able to buy something at Christmas. But, but yes, I know what you're saying. If you've got very specific, limited people that you want to buy from, like in that case, she sold everything and there was no more before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you don't have to, you know, you can buy it now and save it you don't have to wait yeah you can buy it in March and save it for yourself for Christmas if you want to up to your point about not necessarily waiting for the for the time if I bought a painting in March I couldn't save it till Christmas I'd, ha- <laughs> <laughs> I'd well, have no. to want to get it and enjoy it straight away but yeah I think it's this I suppose what we're talking about then it's two different categories isn't it one of them is easy links to things that are actually going to make a difference that you know you're going to use and enjoy and the other thing is the idea of of gifting yourself the luxury of making decisions and choosing bigger things and saying yes to bigger things that you can you can when you want to mm. yeah <laughs> I agree. <laughs> don't have anything else to say about that. <laughs> I'm terrible oh, talking about mind. Christmas because I do. We talked about this before we came on and you said the same. I tend to get myself what I want. If it's affordable and I can do it, I tend to get myself what I want when I want it. As I've got older, I've felt more and more that life's short and I'm just going to. So when it comes time to Christmas, people say, what do you want? And I'm like, mm. I don't know because I've got everything I want now you have given me some good ideas of smaller things I can ask for this year 
But we ended up um, for a few years um, doing going to charity shops and mm-hmm. buying each other something from a charity shop. Mm-hmm. And my mum and I were great at that, but the men were rubbish at it. Yeah. But we found some fantastic things, yeah. especially going to the higher end neighborhoods and going to the charity shops. I found my brother this most fantastic leather jacket for like 50 pounds that he would never have bought himself. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that because if you didn't like what you got, you could just take it back to the charity shop and yeah. You know, we hadn't wasted and it was creative and it was I loved hunting around looking for something good and some and and something would come up that you hadn't thought of because you just saw it in there. It wouldn't wouldn't have been something they would have asked for. But we stopped doing it because, like I say, it all fell on my mum and I to find presents for everybody because yeah. the men couldn't be bothered. And so we ended up giving up on it. But but I'm terrible for or or not terrible. I'm good at giving myself what I want to have um so when it comes to Christmas I don't have that problem but if you're not good yet at giving yourself what you want and you give everybody else what they want and never put yourself first this is a really good time to put yourself first and think about what you want here's maybe something we should touch on what about giving your art as presents Hmm. I never do. I would I would find that very difficult. First of all, it's like my book. I'm not going to give my book to people as a present. I think they'll think, great, thanks. If I wanted it, I would have bought it. <laughs> um but yeah, if I gave them a painting, first of all, do they even want one of my paintings? Is that valuable to them? And second, which one do they want? Yeah. If I choose one to give. The only time I was in slightly that position, it wasn't the same thing, but a friend asked to buy a painting for his partner. And he said, I don't know which one she wanted, but I think it's it's a red one. So we picked what we thought was the best red one. And then she messaged me and said, I'm so sorry. I do like this one, but this isn't the one I saw online. And the one I loved, it was this other one, which we we were I still had. So we swapped it for her. But that you can never guess someone else's tastes and preferences. So I I wouldn't do it unless I suppose if the person had come in and said, oh, my God, I love that. And I was trying to think of something to give them. But no. No, I think it's a really tricky thing. And uh, I think if art has to be chosen by the people who are going to live with it. So I think the only way that it comes into its own is and I I think it was two years ago I I put a gift certificate option on my website and there's a there's something there that you can download that you don't have to give any money for in advance Um, and it's basically so it sends you then a pdf that you can print off on cards you can wrap up and it's almost like just a statement of of intent to each other and I think either doing something like that if you're an artist but just that's kind of quite a nice way to make an idea a little bit concrete without feeling like okay does that mean I actually have to choose the painting because I think giving your art to somebody if you're not sure about it is really 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 as you say fraught with difficulties it's also quite I'd, I'd once sold a painting to a friend and another friend said oh that painting that you that you sold to her I loved it would you do something like that for me for Christmas and um first of all I can't reproduce something and second of all that's a much more expensive thing than I would have given this person as a gift Mm. so I just wheedled my way out I can made vague noises and then it never happened but that's not a fair thing to ask for because I wouldn't spend 500 pounds on you at Christmas and to ask me to give you something that's worth 500 pounds it's a bit cheeky. <laughs> so, <laughs> presents a fraught with difficulties. This is why. This is why we should just like have Give a meal, the whole idea. play the game, go for a walk. <laughs> Not bother. I with think anyone. presents are lovely when you. I used to really appreciate presents earlier in my life when money was very tight. Yeah, and I there were things I wanted that I couldn't yeah. get, 
and when I was a kid and you can't buy your own things like those times in life and if you're in that situation presence are wonderful but for many of us we're not in that situation anymore or once you get to the position where you're not in that situation then there are lots of things I won't spend money on for myself but I also wouldn't ask someone else to spend money on them if I'm if I I would get it for myself if I think it's worth spending the money on so that makes it more challenging and also feel very frivolous so I like your policy of um presence when you want something rather than presence when it's time to give presents it's tricky isn't it I I I just I like those presents I'm more excited when my husband might come back home and say this is just going to be another example that sounds really awful. I was going to say, comes home and says something like, I noticed the cheese grater handle was broken. So I've bought a new one that's not cracked. So no one hurts that. Like that kind of thing. Like when that happens in September, like that's like a nice little present gift for the home thing. It's not what I want as a, as a Christmas present <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> um so yeah it's it's funny isn't it I think it's very it's very interesting how different people and different families um do presents but yeah hopefully there's something in there for everyone so hopefully that's inspired you to think of what you want for Christmas and on that note of inspiration has anything inspired you or is there anything you've enjoyed this week Alice uh-uh no, <laughs> no. Uh-uh. nothing, nothing I can think of I mean it's almost been like I say it's been a really good inspiring week all round can I identify one particular thing I suppose I think what's inspiring is just the sense that how quickly sometimes your energy around something can change or shift and I think it's just really nice when you have moments when that happens this this week has I don't know it's just felt totally different from quite a few weeks previously and um I don't I don't know why necessarily but it's just nice to notice that and I want to take that onwards into next year I have um I do have something concrete this week And it's quite interesting because I've talked before about struggling with meditation, really Mm. can't do it, can't stop my mind. It just, you know, find it very difficult. And I joined a membership, speaking of subscriptions, to um, spiritual philosopher guy named Kyle Cease that I've talked about before, American comedian who then created like his own genre of spiritual comedian and that's all I can describe it as so he talks about meditation being present in the moment law of attraction all the stuff that we that everybody talks about in a slightly different way because he talks about it he's got with humor anyway he's got this membership called absolutely everything and it's 29 dollars a month and for that you just get access to absolutely everything he's ever done plus live q a's and all of that so i'm going through the back catalog watching videos and he talks about meditation in a different way than anyone i've ever heard talk about it in that he says all you have to do is sit still for an hour a day and and Alice's face went an hour and he says people go an hour I can't afford an hour to sit down and he said you know you'll think you haven't got time but so much will happen if you sit still for an hour so much more will get done because so much clarity will come but when the thoughts come up he's not saying center yourself breathe get rid of the thoughts he's saying just notice what they're all about Mm -hmm. just watch them and listen to them let them come and just sit there the only thing you have to do is not move for an hour so I started doing that and I've only done it the last few mornings I wake up at six I don't get out of bed I just sit up and then I set my timer and I don't move for an hour and what's been really interesting is that thing I said at the beginning that that clarity about what my work was about all that came towards the end of the hour 
Mm. And it just kind of came. And I was like, oh, I got it. Um, so the other day, something really boring, but I'm, I'm trying to wrap up an old business and pass it on to someone else. And I, something I had thought was a massive obstacle that was going to take me all day to sort out. It suddenly came to me that, oh, no, I've got that wrong. It won't be difficult. I can do this. And so it was in both those cases, extremely productive to just sit quietly. But the other thing is that I've been I, I noticed some things about what my thoughts are about if I just let them go. And they were generally about other people, other people's problems, other people's concerns, how things are affecting other people. And then just noticing, oh, when are my thoughts about myself? And it's towards the end of the hour when, when all those thoughts have run their course that I've had these clear moments about something quite simple and, you know, not necessarily important, but important to me. So I'm going to keep doing it. And it makes it so much no pressure on the meditation if all you have to do is sit still. Um, and it is funny, though, how you start and you're like, OK, an hour. I have to sit like this for an hour without doing anything. And then noticing the temptations, I could pick up my phone. I could just check Instagram. I could look what the weather's going to be. No, got to sit still. And how hard it is for us in modern day to sit still for one hour. So I'm going to stick with it because I think really good things are going to come out of it. And I'm enjoying the peace of it once I take the pressure off myself to do it right. I was going to ask you at the beginning, what what time of day you were finding doing it at, but first thing in the morning, I think if I did that first thing in the morning, I'd probably fall back asleep again. Well then, because he said, someone said, if I meditate first thing in the morning, I fall asleep. And he said, then you're tired, get some more sleep. (laughs) That's a problem. Get some more sleep and then start doing it. Actually, I did Um, go to bed at half past nine on Monday. That was good. Yeah, it is good to go to bed early. I've been obsessed with rewatching for some reason Downton Abbey. Oh my lord! Years ago, I have not watched it since it was on, and so I end up like, oh, I'll just watch another episode, and then it's like midnight, and I'm still sitting there watching episodes. But yes, I need to get more sleep. But no, I haven't fallen asleep because I make sure I'm sitting up. Like, yeah, I'm not allowed to lie back and be comfortable. I have to sit. Do you think, because sometimes I do a thing when I wake up in the morning, particularly now it's not n- not such a kind of race for school, I think that's when this started, is to not do it for a whole hour, but before I even like notice that I'm awake and before I even open my eyes or do anything, consciously stay. So I, I don't sit up and get active. I, I stay lying down and just letting things settle I I guess it's not planning the day it's not as logical as that it's just where am I this is the beginning of the day how does it feel but I only do that for about 10 minutes I'll be really interested to see after a period of time if you find you get to that sort of what changes you know if you get to that yeah, sort of stage quicker. I think the, the I think hour. the amount of time is vital from what I'm experiencing because mm-hmm. I've always yeah. done it meditation for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. And his thing is, after you've done an hour a day for a long time, you'll want to do two hours because wow. you'll see how much happens after an hour. You'll want to do longer. So I at least want to give this long enough, um, like maybe 30 days. Mm -hmm. doing it every for an hour maybe longer and just see what happens to my mindset in that time or to my ideas or to my creativity because it makes sense to me it makes sense that if you connect with yourself um if you if you give that time to connect with yourself for a long amount of time that something good must come out of that but we'll see maybe nothing will come out of it I'm very new to this I've got another question. Mm. This is interesting because I think actually this follows on from what we're talking about, which is what you can give yourself as an artist. That's what we should call this. My other question is when something comes up 
do you have a notebook to write it down or are you just trusting that if it's important it will be an idea that will settle and stay yeah I haven't got a notebook and actually the two things that came up they kind of came up just after I'd stopped yeah not while I was sitting yeah. there so it hasn't been an issue. The so other the point, writing the paragraph happened later. Yeah, like I had it, I got second. up, I stood up, it all came in my head. I thought, oh, I must run down and write that down. So I ran and wrote it down. So maybe a notebook would have been a good idea if it came up after 20 minutes. But maybe it would be too tempting. Maybe the notebook, having the notebook next to you would be like picking up your phone. He says this really interesting thing at one point in one of his talks. He says, when you start doing this, you will have a big breakthrough on something that's bothering you and you will be tempted to go pursue the breakthrough now. I've got the breakthrough. I've done it. Keep going with the meditation because the breakthrough is only the very first thing that's going to happen. Like there's so much more that's going to come and the breakthrough you'll think that's it and you'll go pursue that and you'll get active again and stop sitting with yourself and and learning from yourself. So that's quite interesting because I could see that. I could see me thinking, oh yeah, okay, I've solved the problem in my work. I'll stop doing this now. Yeah. Um, But I find him a very, you can find, if anyone's interested, he's got videos on YouTube. Um, Look for the comedy ones. How do you spell his name? Kyle, so K-Y-L-E. And then yeah. cease, like cease and desist, C-E-A-S-E. Yeah. Um, and he does these live events, which is where he, he does this. He's so funny, but so spot on and really makes so much sense about the way, just all the stuff that we, we hear from other people, but just said in a different way or presented in a different way. I really enjoy it. Sounds good. Got me quite inspired. Might give it a go. I'm not sure I'll do first thing in the morning, though. I'd quite like to no, do it. I think you can choose whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, I think I'd quite like to do an hour in the middle of the day because what I find is I get up and on and then the day is on track and I'd quite like a, a, a pause point. Probably. It'd be interesting as an artist, an hour in the middle of a studio session, wouldn't it? Like mm. to see what came up, like in the mid, if, if it, I don't think you're supposed to direct, well, no, because people say, am I supposed to do this? And he's a bit like, ah, oh, he says, you're not supposed to just do whatever you want. Like, I do think whatever you want. Yeah, I think there's so much about non, non-directing. And I, we talk about this all the time, you know, whether it's about, you know, goals or the way you paint or having intention or not intention. And it's just such this fluxy area, isn't it? So much of it, I think, you know, you, you've still got a sort of an intention for this in the sense of why you're doing it. There's a reason why you're doing it. But the specifics of it is, let's yeah. just wait and see what happens. Yeah. There's a, yeah. It's that kind of trust, isn't it, that's really important. So that's it from us this week, everybody. Have a great creative week and we will see you again soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, I'm just thinking, are there any art magazines that you would have a subscription to? We've got those ones that are in the supermarket. Artists and illustrators. Yeah. Yeah. And the artist. We don't sound that confused. I'm pulling faces (laughs) about those ones. (laughs) 